The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. This is Waddle and Sylvie, live from the old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. WSHE. HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. You got Ryan Coles. I want to play you here. And if you're just getting into your car, the uh, pad deal is happening. Uh, we've known that probably for, what, the last four or five yeah, days? No surprise. He's going to the Rangers. It's the place he's wanted to go. The hip injury probably prevented that from happening sooner, and the Tarasenko deal happened first. And then the Hawks are getting a conditional second-round pick. It could, it could become a first, fourth-round pick as well. Um, we'll talk to Barstool Big Cat in an hour from right now. If you want to react to, you know, his legacy, what he's meant to, he's one of the all-time greats. I mean, this is like he is, I mean, this is like Walter Payton for the Bears. You know, that's what pa- Patrick Kane is. This is one of the, the all-time greats. Some people would have him in the top five all-time athletes in the city of Chicago. I don't think that would be an exaggeration as well. There are I mean, not, he, not many guys in the city of Chicago have won three championships. The list is very short. And he will end his career as the best American-born player of all time. Yes, yes. Uh, I saw like uh, there's some people saying like he doesn't have um, the numbers to be the all-time greatest hawk, but... Many, like I see, uh, Mark Lazarus says, Patrick Kane won't get the stats to prove he was the greatest Blackhawk of them all, but he doesn't need them. And then he wrote a column uh, supporting that. So um, a lot of a lot of great memories, obviously, from, from the run and, and living up to what he was, uh, drafted to be, and then some, I would say. Um, so 312-332-3776. We just had Mel Kuyper Jr. on. He's got the Bears, like we said, in the dream scenario. Trading down from one to two, then trading down from two to four. I like that. Like, yes. you, give me some of that. Give me some two trade scenarios. So we talked <laughs> yesterday about um, Adam Schefter saying that the Bears could make a deal soon, and you told us be like the old bull, not the young bull who wants to just get after the first thing he sees and get his business done with. You could change my mind if, in fact, somebody offers you a deal that you can't refuse. Yes. And I thought uh, Adam Abdallah told, uh, told it in a cleaner way, right? Yeah. Like, instead of bulls, what did he say? Like, wolves? I think so. Eating chickens? I think like, so. Like, let's not just eat one chicken. Let's eat all the chickens. Yeah. So, like, let's play them all. Let's saunter down the hill. Albert Breer, like Adam Schefter, told Cap and Jay Hood today... Uh, sort of the same thing that, hey, look, the Bears could deal the number one pick sooner rather than later. It's going to be really, really interesting, and it wouldn't surprise me if Ryan Mo- Ryan Poles mobilizes pretty quick to move that pick. Um, there is some history for it too, and that you know when the RG three trade happened, this is eleven years ago now. Holy crap, <laughs> eleven yeah. years ago now. Um, you know that that trade happened a week after the combine. So two two different reporters. Two different places saying that, hey, keep your eye out 
for a trade happening sooner. So Ryan Poles was asked the question directly today at the Combine, could you trade the pick before or after free agency? Um, there are some scenarios um, that it might benefit us to move you know, before free agency you know, opens potentially. Um, but again, when we get back with all the information that we've gathered from here, I think we'll have a better direction. Well, he's not going to close the door on anything, nor should he. I would think the most likely early trade would be with the Texans, if there was one. Like, get it out of the way? Yeah, because, well, first of all, if you move from two to one, I mean, anyone who thinks the Texans are giving you the second pick and the 12th pick, I think that's a ridiculous thought. And, And I think all of the trade valuation charts would echo that sentiment as well. I don't think that that's going to happen. Again, I think the example as recently as the Mitch, the Bears trading from three to two, what did they give up? A third, I mean, a third round pick. Yeah. I mean, was the big, the, the, I think the big. Yeah, they swapped picks and then a third round and then what, a fourth the following year? I think the Bears may have got something back. Something. Too. Can you Google that, Tyler or Meller? Because we, we keep you know, asking I I and I don't it. know if we've gotten... Here, I got it right here. It's 2017. The Bears moved up from three to two in a trade with the 49ers to select Trubisky. Chicago gave up picks three, 67, and 111 along with its 2018 third rounder. Now, I think you're right. I think they got something back in return. But again, that that would be what? That would be swapping two and three, a third rounder. And 111, which is what? What did it end up being, a fourth or a fifth rounder? Right. We've talked about that second round pick. Let's call yeah. it a day. Look, you, you guys made a mistake. You guys won that game. Let's just get let's get this over with. You guys control the draft. Give us a second. Let's flip. And let's get this over with. And then and then now. Take a little, a little something extra in 2024 as well. And you're still, well, I mean, you could. You ask. Well, it doesn't yeah, hurt to ask. Of course. Here I come sauntering down right, the hill. Right, I ain't like, running. Right. Yeah. You're not running. Like dealing. Hey, hey, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Take it. No. You're dealing with the Texans. You're not in a hurry to get to the bottom of the hill yet. You're no. still at the top of the hill. As I said to you guys, that guy in Tex- uh, uh, for the Texans makes more bad decisions than me at an open bar. Like, I mean, like, just be do you, patient. Do you really make a bad decision at the open bar? I think I've done so in the past. Yeah. Like, what's your what's your bad decision? Uh, too coming, much? Coming back too it's, frequently? It's too yeah. much? Yeah, well, my open bar, oh my God. I'm bad at the all-inclusive resort. Same thing? Where I'm just, it's, it's like I feel like I've got to drink what I've paid. That's the open bar. That's a week-long open bar. Right. Like, I'm like, oh, it's I've already paid the all-inclusive thing. Now I must drink even on the days that I don't really feel like drinking. I give my money's worth. Yes. No, uh, look, if you could, that's why I think the the more likely early trade scenario comes into play is if you you swap with, with Houston and then you can sit and, you know, decide what you want to do going forward. But that would be ideal for me if you trade, trade with Houston and then you trade again with Indianapolis. I know you want more, but don't you think just going from one to two and getting a sec, that first second round picks a pretty good trade? You're getting the 33rd pick in the draft to just go from one to two? Yeah. That's good, but what is, are you suggesting that's all you get? Yeah, I, I mean, like you sit at two and you make your selection. I need some can some twenty twenty four candy too. What no, is you the don't trade sit at two and make say. your selection? Then you move on to the Colts. The only I, I get yeah. what you're saying. The only Unless concern you is that you lose your leverage then with the Colts. Exactly, because, because you have, now the Texans aren't a threat anymore. 
you have to be willing to be okay with that. Well, that's, that's why if you're going to trade early, it's got to come right. with a little extra juice to it. Because if you stay at one, you use the Texans as the threat. Yeah. Look, I'll trade with the, I'll trade with the Texans. You want it? You want your choice over your division rival? Well, haven't we talked in the past? Again, these these things become you know the traumatizing. Trying to think that what the potential take would be. But I think we've talked in the past with, with the Colts, if a potential deal was made, it would include a 2024 first-rounder as well, right? Isn't that what with, we've with said the in the Colts. past? Yes. With if the you, Colts. Yes. yes. If you were I trading must, the Colts. Must have. The Colts, yes. Must have. Yes. So, I mean, Look, Miller's th- right. If you trade one to two and all you get is that second-round pick and you swap, and then you're sitting at two, then let's just say... You know, if it's Bryce Young, he's off the table. Then what leverage do you have? Well, the Colts, Colts would say, "Well, you just traded." The well, pick my it. threat with the Colts is I, someone else is coming up over you, and now you're going to get the third best quarterback, maybe, maybe the fourth. That's true, like, but like, the leverage look, is less. The, the Texans are already past you. Yes, here come so the, here now, come the Panthers. Now, someone the Panthers could come up. The Raiders could come here up. Come the Falcons. You, you you have to now. Now you're really desperate. You don't have one. You could have two, but if you don't get two, now you want your third. So this you is, want your third choice. This is how you have to you go through all these these scenarios. Is the take going to be better swapping with Houston and then the Colts rather than just making the trade with the Colts? That's the scenario yeah, you got to run right. in your brain. You do. You do. Again, you I'm talking hear? myself in circles right now. I know. It, it, uh, I don't know what's right or what's wrong. That's why I kind of like at this age too, and my brain works slower. I almost have to do this in a segmented fashion. Like, okay, let's see what let's see what free agency let's see what free agency has to offer. The only thing that feels wrong to me is if they stay at one and select Jalen Carter. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying that feels wrong because I'll be pissed. Yeah, I think we all will. You could be getting a massive fail. You could be getting a great player, and everybody will still be mad because that's the bad scenario. Because you could do that at two. Exactly. You could do that and possibly at four. Um, Ryan Poles on uh, the Bears draft and free agency flexibility. The draft, really interesting setup. Uh, a ton of flexibility to take the best player at one or move um, and continue to add draft capital and get better, which is exciting. And then for free agency, you know, the opportunity to have a little bit more ammunition than what we had uh, last year allows us to bring in the right type of uh, players that kind of fit what we're looking for and fit our culture. So, again, we can keep uh, moving the needle and, and winning more football games. Yeah, uh, hopefully a lot more. And then uh, here's what's been going on this offseason since the last time we heard from Ryan Poles right after the season concluded. A lot of times we've been put in in terms of preparation to get ready for this offseason, you know, I think we can really build on what we started and move the needle and get our roster to a place that we can start winning uh, football games. Um, the draft, really interesting setup, uh, a ton of flexibility to, you know, take the best player at one or move um, and continue to add draft capital and get better, which is exciting. And then for free agency, you know, the opportunity to have a little bit more ammunition than what we had uh, last year 
allows us to bring in the right type of uh, players that kind of fit what we're looking for and fit our culture. So, again, we can keep uh, moving the needle and, and winning more football games. I love that he says that. Like, the expectation is to win more football games. Listen to the beginning again. A lot of times we've been put in in terms of preparation and get ready for this offseason. You know, I think we can really build on what we started and move the needle and get our roster to a place that we can start winning uh, football games. Like, Listen, this is that, what I that's said. The expectation. Look, and, and I bristle at the concept. I, look, I'll say this for the 10 millionth time. I don't expect them to be Super Bowl contenders next year. But Meller and I were arguing about this earlier, and I took exception to hearing, hearing Cap say it as well. Like, look, if you're a five-win team next year. Fail. Well, yeah, then, then something has gone wrong. Okay? If you're a five-win team next year, either A, your quarterback, who everyone's all in on, or Cap says he was all in. Most people expect to make a significant leap, right? Aren't we expecting significant progress? Yeah. If you only win five games next year, based on the amount of assets you have in the draft and free agency, and again, I will also consent to the fact that you're not going to spend all of your money. You can't spend all of your money now. But if you don't get markedly better next year, something bad happened. Your coach may not be as good as you expected. Your general manager may not be as good as deploying the resources. And your quarterback may have not made the progress. Or someone got injured. So, well, that, that would be different. But look, again, I'm not looking for a three-win to 13-win team. But you can't tell me. this is a, the, Last year was a complete and total teardown. You traded Robert Quinn. You traded you know, uh, 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 Roquan Smith. You basically ran your franchise knowing that you were going to be in a full rehab of your organization. Five wins next year to me, and again, I hate to put a number on something, but five wins tells me that that visually it ain't going to look right, especially in this league. Like, I can give you the list of teams last year that won five games. The Colts, the Texans, the Broncos, the Rams, and the Cardinals won four. And the Rams and Cardinals lost their quarterbacks. Like, do you want to be the Colts, the Texans, the Browns? Again, you've got the first pick and more money than anyone to spend in a quarterback that you believe has the chance to be a franchise-caliber team. The Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Titans, Browns, and Jets all won seven games last year. The Commanders won eight, and the Raiders won six. Again, I'm not expecting them to win a playoff game next year, but I like to hear Ryan Pace talk about winning games. They're not going to be – they're not going to be trying to – not that they tried to lose games this year – but the approach is different now, and I need to see some tangible improvement. And me personally, I don't expect you're going to see that tangible improvement in a team that only wins five games next season. Let me play you a couple more, then we'll get to these calls. Uh, on having to be blown away to trade Justin Fields. This is Ryan Poles of the Combine today. No, nothing's changed there. I saw you know the, the deal from yesterday in terms of leaning one way or the other. You know, I think that's always been the case. We've always leaned that way because Justin did some really good things. I'm excited about where his game's going to go. Um, but at the same time, when you sit in our situation at one overall, you have to do your due diligence. You have to investigate everything. you got to spend time with those guys just to make sure we're making the right decision. Um, what's important to me, and I think everyone knows me by now and how uh, I want to treat our players, We'll be in communication with Justin along the way just to make sure that, you know, he knows what we're doing and nothing's a surprise to him. I like that. And here's uh, Ryan Poles talking about whether or not teams are reaching out for fields in a trade 
or for trading for the number one pick? Yeah, there's been a lot of um, different scenarios, and it's really just kind of starter conversations right now. So um, nothing specific about players, picks, and all that. It's just interest. Let's go to Tom in Glendale Heights. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Tommy. Hey, it's good to talk to you guys. Um, I'm just wondering, are we are we relying too much on the draft value chart, like the Jimmy Johnson one and all the various other ones? Because, like, while you said that it, like if, if the Bears were to offer the trade of the first overall pick for the second and the 12th, I mean, that's the price. You either pay the price or you don't. And I, and I recognize that it, you know, I think Carm brought it up. But it's a on, on the draft value chart. It's like a difference of like 800 points, which obviously is a good amount, you know, a great amount. But what the draft value chart doesn't account for, it doesn't account for one position value. Quarterbacks, pass rushers, obviously are worth more than a guard or what have you. It also doesn't account for the draft class itself. Last year you had a guy, first quarterback, one twentieth overall. This year you could have four guys go in the top ten. I heard you bring up the Trubisky trade. I don't think that's a good template to compare these two drafts because I would make the argument that the GM who traded with Pace made a mistake by not assuming that Pace was trading up for a quarterback. If that if he knew that Pace was going after Trubisky, he would have asked for more. Quarterbacks cost more. I think it's a fallacy to compare those. So my question though is is it does it not make sense though to ask for the most amount because like you guys just talked about, if if I trade back to two, I give up leverage over the possibility of somebody jumping the Texans. That's a lot. That that's why the value has to be. That's why it has to be more. And that's why I think asking for two and twelve is a legitimate reason to to make that. What if and, the answer is no? Right. Yeah. I mean, I I'm, well, I'm with but, you. I ask for the guys, world. But guys, I have other teams coming up too. Right. Sure. It's not like I'm asking for the world because. That's what you should should go for the world. I mean, if you want the number one quarterback, your guy, you got to pay for it. I can trade with all bunch of people. So I'm, I, I'm, I, I if I'm if I'm going to make a trade right away, it's got to be for two and twelve. If not, I'll wait because there's other offers. Yeah, I, I think we're on the same page there. I don't. I'm not suggesting that they shouldn't ask. You should ask for more than that. Ask for two, twelve. 33 in next year's one. I mean, like, there's no end to what I'm going to ask for. I, we're just trying to evaluate what you think the Texans may be willing to give up. He's right as well. Tom is right. Look, if if there was a head and shoulders, if Andrew Luck was in this draft, I understand. Different. There yeah, is, then but, you're but there getting are, more. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have a lot of questions about Bryce Young's size. Is Bryce? There are some people that don't eat, would tell you that they would take a different quarterback. Even Mel said that a lot of the GMs that he's talked to or the people he's talked to in the league are scared to death at his size. So I'm not saying, Tom, that you don't ask for everything. We're just trying to play, you know, the realistic game. What do you think ultimately they'll get? Find the guy, find the team that loves him, and then ask Listen, for the world. Listen, I've been calling for a fleecing since yeah, you have. the Texans kicked away the first pick. Mike in New Jersey, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mikey? Hey, guys. Nice to talk to you. Big fan. Listen every day from Jersey. Thank you. Um, so I'm, I'm standing here making meatballs here, and I'm just I'm, I'm going back and forth in my head. What uh, is the number one pick a trump card to make a trade? Like if, if, if we have an offer to drop down and we get maybe a couple twos and a three, or we can drop down and maybe get, you know, just swap and get a one for next year. Like, I guess what's the cutoff for that? And, you know, in your head, is the, is the one for next year like the ultimate trump card? 
Well, I'd like to get both. Like, listen, I'd like to get through this draft with not only acquiring picks that you can use in 2023, but also in 2024 because I know they're not a finished product. I'm not expecting them to have this group together going to the Super Bowl in 2023. There's going to have to be additional additions going forward. So a 2024 first-round pick or second-round pick to me would be fabulous. It would be it would be on my wish list for sure. The Colts, you got to get both, right? I, I find it highly unlikely that if, in fact, they make a couple of deals in the manner in which Mel has laid out, I'd be shocked if you didn't come away with 2024 draft currency. Yes, I need that first-round pick for next year, yeah. especially for a team that could be bad next year. Then all of a sudden you're staring at, ooh, your first-round pick and theirs. You could package it. If, if, in fact, the things don't go the way that you're expecting and there isn't the improvement that you want, you may have to package some picks to move up and do something drastic. Yep, yep. Uh, let's go to Marcus in Minneapolis. Marcus, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, guys? What's up, Marcus? Thank you, you kind of stole all my thunder, man. I was I was going to ask the same thing. Um, do we risk like getting more value with the Colts if we do trade that um, – that uh, Houston, if we do trade with Houston, then you know the Colts are only coming up from two to uh, for four to two instead of four to one. We'll get more picks if we trade it that way, but if we just straight up trade it with the Colts, then the value would be more. We would probably get a, a one in twenty four. What what if what if Marcus you also and I think it's something that that was a polls mentioned somebody that. If part of the trade is also a piece to your puzzle going forward, that means that you don't have to sign somebody in free. Whether it's a three technique or an edge rusher, a player that comes in a deal, early deal, that then makes it so that you don't have to seek that position or that a certain player in free agency. That would change the dynamic of the trade. Okay, you want me to trade now? I'll trade now. It comes with a piece that fills a need that you have in free agency. But you can't get that player in free agency with, let's say, the Texans because he's under contract. He may come via trade, though. So, I mean, there are, yeah. this, is yeah. why, this is why I think Pace, as Shefty said, and as all four of us have said since Houston decided to lose or win their final game of the season, Ryan Poles has got pretty much every option on the table right now. Yeah, he's got a lot. Uh, I want to take Chris in Naperville. wanted to weigh in on the uh, Patrick Kane deal, who is going to the New York Rangers. What's up, Chris? Thanks for the call. Uh, taking my call, I should say. You got it. I, I sit on the board of a, a local charity called the Ray Graham Association for People with Disabilities, and Pat and I share a mutual friend, and he's uh, he's been at our annual golf outing five or six times. I had the opportunity to, to play with him on three separate occasions. And um, one, one time, one story, quick story, we were walking off one of the holes and there were, there were five women that received services from Ray Graham and they came running over with their um, dads who were just in awe. And um, they, they're running to us saying, Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane. And one of them points to me, she says, are you Patrick Kane? And I look at Pat and he just starts smiling. I said, no, I'm Jonathan Taves. <laughs> and Pat starts laughing and he says, how many of you have ever been to a Hawks game? Raise your hand. And none of them raised their hand. And he said, well, every one of you are going to a Hawks game with your dad. And lo and behold, five months later, we were uh, at the United Center. We were in the locker room after the game. And I just want to say he's a Hall of Famer on and off the ice. I, I think it's a great point, Chris. Like, I think the, the people will say the maturity that has taken place with him yes. as a player and as a person has been remarkable. Yeah. 
Yeah, because we, we know it's been documented on what, yeah. what went on here. And uh, Chris, that side, uh, I don't know if it gets told enough now. Uh, but he, he's, a changed, he's a changed man now. And uh, he, yeah, he grew up here. That's for sure. We're going to miss him. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. There you go. So, yeah, we'll recap the, the deal. It's a, uh, a conditional second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, um, and uh, he's going to the New York Rangers. We'll give you the exact details on how it could become a first-round pick. And then uh, Barstool Big Cat will join us at four. He spent a lot of times around that ha- those Hawks teams, championship Hawks teams. Eddie Olchecko is uh, we hope to have before 6 o'clock uh, join us as well. And we'll continue to take your Bears calls, 312-332-3776. One other note on Ryan Poles. Tomorrow's going to be a huge day on this radio station, the beginning of a new Bears era. Ryan Poles is going to be on with Cap and Jay Hood as they start from the combine at 5 a.m. They're on from 5 to 9 tomorrow. So Ryan Poles is going to be on with them live at the combine at 6.30 in the morning. So be listening for that. Waddle's World coming up next. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Welcome to Waddle's World. Come inside. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. By the way, it's a beautiful day out. I know if you're uh, you're outside, you uh, you understand what I'm saying. I know it's getting a little cloudy now, but today it was like 45 and sunny. Yeah, it just I, made me a happier person. It said 50 on my uh, car thermometer. I don't know if, like how accurate that was. It was just a uh, it was a nice bonus today. It is. It Tomorrow's bonus. supposed to be warmer. Oh, fabulous! And, and it's March 1st tomorrow. Woo. You know what that means? New era Bears football. Yes, and uh, like I consider it start of spring. Okay, I'll buy that. Uh, Waddles World's brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. As you've heard us say uh, pretty much for the first hour and a half of the show, uh, we brought you the news. Patrick Kane uh, will be traded to the Rangers. It will be made official, I think, sometime after 4 o'clock. Um, they've traded... Kaner to the Rangers in exchange for a 2023 second round pick, which carries conditions to improve to a first round pick as well as a 2023 fourth round pick. Do um, you want the conditions according to Emily Kaplan? Yeah, what are the conditions? Per sources, Emily Kaplan says the conditions of the second round pick turns into the first round pick if the Rangers make the conference finals. However, that first round pick would be in either 2024 or 2025. It would not be for this year's draft. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 look, like, they're, like Meller has said, their leverage was not, they did not have a lot of leverage because it was New York or nothing, yeah. right? Uh, Emily also reports that Chicago will retain 50% of Kane's $10.5 million contract. And the Arizona Coyotes signed on to take on 50% of that, meaning Kane won't count only for $2.625 million against the Rangers cap. I'm that's no really, capologist in any sport, but the hockey cap yeah, stuff is... The amount of money that you can, you're allowed to retain, that's the only reason uh, the Rangers could make this happen. Is so they it, had is to if, get the Coyotes involved? Correct. They had to always 
working in a third team was always going to be in play because the the Hawks are only allowed to take on 50%. Coyotes have been there for them, haven't they? Like, didn't they uh, get Hosa? Didn't they get the Coyotes to... Be there for us. When, 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 when he had the skin situation going I think, on? I think they, you're right. I think did I, they trade him I think there? That's their motto. We I, are here for you, Blackhawks fans. The Coyotes park a lot of salary cap cash. It's not always the Hawks. There's lots of teams that are willing is, to do it for for picks. Is the NHL salary cap stuff the most confusing, or is it the NBA? It seems like the NFL is pretty tame with regard yeah. to and t- yeah, the money that you're allowed to retain. And in baseball, it's just hockey's the, weird too because I know COVID really messed with like the amount of money that they have available to them. The yeah, NBA, it seems like there's a new rule every year that you learn about. Like, oh, it, one year it's two-way contracts, then it's bird rules, and every year there's like a new concept that's put into contracts. It is true, but I remember the one year when the Hawks were good, when Kane got hurt. Oh, yeah. And then there was the, the loophole where like, hey, this is good that Kane yes. got hurt because now the Hawks can add a player. Long-term IR, yes. It, do you it remember is, that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, that's the year they, they won, they won his, the cup. What um, was his name? And they got him from the Coyotes, too, didn't they? From the Coyotes. Hmm. Who did they add that year? It was Yurko's guy, I thought. Hmm. Marty! No, no, no. Marty was never on a cup team. I'll look it up. It was the year before. It is crazy, isn't it? Like, all of the salary cap ramifications. Uh, there's another move of a Chicago athlete. Uh, Goran Dragic has been released by the Bulls. Yeah, he he was never... He that was, was a never good season for them. That was one of the only... Him and Drummond, like he's basically his. I think his greatest contribution was telling it the way it was at one time. Right when he said, "We don't play for each other. We're a bunch of individuals." Isn't that what his? That was his statement when the whole Zach thing was going on. That was his Bulls moment. Yeah, that was his Bulls moment. Put put rock and roll part two behind that soundbite, and that was that's his highlight montage. Yes, it was. Hey, we don't play for each other. Chemistry here. This is me uh, editorializing. Chemistry here sucks. Uh, did you see uh, one of your uh, the cogs in your li- uh, your outfield and your lineup on the north side is out with injury? It sucks. Not good. Suzuki out with uh, an oblique, so he's going to miss the World Baseball Classic and probably the rest of spring training and a little bit of the start of the season. Probably right. I'm no doctor, but as we were. I think we were all standing up, you know, taking the phantom swings upstairs going, I can't imagine being able to play well with an oblique. Yeah, that's not a good injury to have. Uh, by the way, Antoine Vermette. Yes, that is. From the Coyotes was the man who uh, they were able to add. Coyotes always figure into some of this stuff. Because Kane was on LTIR that year. LTIR. It's a new MTV show. It's called LTIR. It comes at you at 4 o'clock Central Time. We play it again at 10. Uh, so, uh, what do you think? What do you, uh, is, or how down are you on a scale of 1 to 10? That Suzuki's the guy. That's, a, that's a solid 5 for me. Yeah? But because... Did uh, you see the pictures of him? Well, you were gone, I think, when we got yeah, some of the pictures he, from he him. he looked puffy. Um, that's kind of how we diagnosed his new look. You yeah. know, he said wanted to add some weight because he, you know, kind of lost some... I don't know. As Meller describes See, in the meeting, like he hurt his or somebody. You said it, right? You, he hurt his finger and something that yeah, wasn't like, related I didn't, to. I didn't think like his struggles were. Ba- he had a bad finger. It wasn't like he, he. What he struggled with was because of the grind. And then at the end of the year, he had another like sort of nagging thing, a freak thing. 
It wasn't because the grind got to him. Look, it, it, it's it's an adjustment that first year getting used to the the league. So I was hopeful that this second year that the, and, and and he still had a decent year. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. So I was hopeful that this second year was going to be something. Now, not having a spring training to me is going to hurt. I don't think anyone really thrives when they don't have a spring training. I don't mean to be mean or cast dispersions or whatever you want to say, but it certainly looked like the gym was next to the cafeteria for him. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I'm, am I I'm right? I'm not going to go that far. I'm just saying like it did. Like, we, like you know, he, he didn't look like he put on. It didn't look like. His routine added a bunch of muscle. I'm just saying. No, you're right, Sylvie. We didn't hear anything last year about him wearing down because he didn't right. weigh enough. It's that, not like he wasn't the baseball version of Bryce Young, where he, we were like, "Oh, you got to pack on the pounds." And usually, I uh, look. It's just from my experience as just a baseball watcher, not a baseball expert. Usually, baseball. the guys who like when Schwarber lost weight, he became a better player. Mm-hmm. He, it, it, More flexibility. Cer- it certainly didn't take away from his power that he's lost weight uh, in both Chicago and Philly. He he's, he was the second leaning home run hitter in Philadelphia in all of Major League Baseball. Eloy this year uh, is hopeful that losing 20 pounds is going to help the athleticism, not gaining the weight. I want, like, I think, I don't know, whatever. I'm hopeful. You, you look down. I'm de- like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. It's, it doesn't make me happy. No. I was hopeful for big things from Saya. Is Daniel Vogelbach probably the biggest guy in baseball right now that you look at and you go, "Wow, that's big." He's a big dude, isn't he? He was in the Cubs farm system, wasn't he? Yeah. He came right. up a Cub. They traded him for Mike Montgomery, who got, got the final out in the, the, World, out Series. the World, World Series. Look at that. I I knew that. There's been a number of baseball injuries. Uh, in the last couple of days. It looks like Gavin Lux is going to miss the whole season with an ACL. Who's the pitcher that dropped a 10-pound dumbbell on his on his foot? John uh, Musgrove. Yeah, Musgrove's going to be out. Uh, Glasnow is now going to be out six to eight weeks with an oblique strain himself from the Rays. By the way, Matt Mervis has just uh, led, led an inning off with a double. Yes! Uh, Sebi Savala has just uh, hit a two-run home. You know what that means, though? The Saya injury opens up a roster spot for Maddie Mervis, maybe Trey Mancini will man the outfield. The outfield, well, yeah. By the way, have you seen Pete Crow's Pete Crow His Armstrong's jersey? Yeah. jersey? Yeah, like it starts. I was from wondering, one... like, are they going to do anything there? Or the, is that? Is I think it's just, hilarious. Is it? Is that? It looks just... like a giant arc that goes from one side to the other side. It's like the St. Louis Arch. Uh, it looks fabulous. PCA, I love it. You uh, should just put PCA in the back. Yeah, I agree. Uh, did you see the NCAA is eyeing shorter football games? They're citing player safety. College football leaders are meeting this week in Indy. Everyone's in Indy. Uh, to consider three rules changes that could shorten game times and reduce the number of plays during games this upcoming season. A continued push to monitor player safety. Hmm. Like, what Rule do you changes mean? under consideration include running the clock after a first down is awarded, except in the last two minutes of either half. Eliminating the option for teams to call consecutive team timeouts and carrying over any fouls to the next period instead of finishing with an untimed down. What do you think? I think it's a lot of talk. I'm not sure that it will all play out in a manner in which it accomplishes what they're looking to accomplish. Still football. 
It's still football. It's still, There's no it's way still, that you're going to be brutal, able to brutal game. legislate violence out of the game completely. The Bucks are going to release running back Leonard Fournette. Uh, that's no big surprise there, I don't believe. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Lakers expect to uh, miss LeBron James for the next two weeks, and then they'll reassess. Yeah, at least. Like, the way um, Woj is saying, it's going to be several weeks, yeah. he thinks. So keep an eye on that as well. And another NBA injury for you as well. LaMelo Ball fractured his right mm. ankle uh, in play yesterday. It hasn't been a good year for the Ball brothers. No, it has not. Not in any way, shape, or form. So a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, I've got some nonsense for you. Okay, some, go. i got some good stuff. Tyler brought me a good batch of, of chaos uh, earlier today. So I'd like to share some of that good. chaos with you. Share your batch. Yes. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Hey, before we get to the uh, some of the nonsense, uh, you want to hear the latest from uh, Green Bay's general manager, Goody? We call him Goody because I'm afraid to say his name without making a huge mistake. Uh, with regard to where Excuse me? Isn't it Guten Kunz? Okay. Is um, it? Yeah, we'll go with that. I just call him Goody. It's safe that way. But I believe there has been no conversation with Aaron Rodgers since he uh, returned from the uh, darkness retreat. Really no updates. You know, again, I think, uh, like I was talking earlier, um, haven't had the conversations that we need to have yet. So really, really no update. Um, but looking forward here to being an ND and, and, and look at these prospects and trying to help this football team. Uh, he also gave a pretty glowing uh, endorsement, I think, of Jordan Love, ready to oh, go, yeah. and saw some serious improvement from him. And he says he needs to play, right? I think now more than ever, I'm willing to to put my money down on Aaron Rodgers not being in Green is Bay. That, that, now, that's where you're leaning? Now it is. Now it is. He was asked, Waddle, directly, Goody, that is, do you want Rodgers back on the Packers? Ooh. Yeah, I think you know th- those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit. But um, obviously we know the kind of player that Aaron is. And, um, you know, once we have those conversations, we'll, we'll be able to move forward with a lot more to say. That wasn't a yes. Well, that's luke, that's yes. lukewarm at best. That wasn't a yes. Um, to me, that sounds more like a no. Yes, that's what yeah, I, mean. I think, yes, no, You know, no, th- those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit. But um, obviously, we know the kind of player that Aaron is. And, um, you know, once we have those conversations, we'll, we'll be able to move forward with a lot more to say. Usually, it's, of course... Who wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers on their team? We yeah, just have MVP. to make sure that he wants to be here. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. That he, gave you that. Yeah, no. he gave you yeah, no. No, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, no. you know, th- those discussions have to happen. And they- yeah. Again, I mean, where's your money? My money's on Aaron not being there. I, I, I'm with you now. After today's development, I am currently leaning that way, that he is gone to New York. Because Jordan Love is going to take the NFL by storm this year. Boy, if that happens, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Do you want to? Honestly, I may go into a dark hole. Do you want a story about uh, something horrible with a shark, something bad with a fish, or a self-pleasuring walrus? That one. Really? Wait, a lot of, lot of, lot of uh, nautical well, we went, stuff. We went to sea today. Yeah. We went out to Give sea. Give me the self-pleasuring walrus. Thor, the masturbating walrus? <laughs> Thor, huh? Founds pleasure in a new location. Quite the Finds hammer. pleasure in a new location. I, just, I, just, I bring you the news. They don't make it, man. 
meandering and masturbating walrus named Thor has popped up in Iceland two months after eagle-eyed Brits spotted him visiting the UK. Yeah, he was there all day resting. We've been over a few times, local fishermen said. He's just chilling, hasn't moved at all. The weather's been really good, so we thought he would travel a long way, and now he's sunbathing. Cuckoo for you. Thor previously made waves for doing his thing in front of the U.K. town of Scarborough. Heading into 2023, officials canceled New Year's festivities to protect the blubbery beast, only for him to perform a marine peep show instead, rubbing one out with his flipper. Listen. Have you ever used that on the air? That this is not unhinged. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a medical term. That is not a medical term. Yes, it is. Thank you, Miller. I think that's I, as medical as it gets. <laughs> Rubbing Listen. one out with this flipper. It's in the medical books. Listen, the, like these are animals. These are God's creatures. That's just play by play, right? Right. There. Yeah. And here is Thor doing his thing. Kids, stay away. That is Thor <laughs> gripping his hammer. Could kids stay away, but adults come. No, everyone stay away. <laughs> you don't pet the walrus regardless of what he's doing. Walrus can be meat. They're huge, oh, too. Yeah. 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 The blubbery beast. Uh, <laughs> what do you want, a bad shark story next, or you want a bad fish story? Uh, give me the shark story. Okay, Buenos Aires. The remains of a man who had disappeared in southern Argentina earlier this month appeared to have been found inside a school shark that was captured by local <laughs> fishermen. You asked for it. That'd be a whole of all the ways to go. Like, yeah. There's no good way to go. I get it. One of the worst? To be eaten like that, because like, yeah. you're chopped up, right? Yeah. 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 Like you, there, there are several bites being taken. Yeah. Like, I won't go, I love the ocean, like, from the the beach, and I'll go, like, knee-deep, but I won't go, like, way out there. Like, my wife goes well, way did. out there, my you, kids you, go you, way out there. Not almost, anymore. Well, not you, anymore. Almost, you almost drowned this that's, year. That's true. I was. I got yeah. caught in a riptide. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And then that's another reason why I'm probably not going to get the you're ocean done with it. You're done with the ocean? No, the I'm not done with it. That day, yeah, my I'm just not going to go any further in than, like, waist deep, where you can see everything. Something about it. All right, give me the uh, bad fish story. A woman bought a fish for dinner only to discover it, it was still alive after 48 Ooh, hours wow. on ice. Wow, that's fresh. Yeah. Fresh fish. Yeah, Cindy Lau uh, had pr- purchased the uh, carp from a local fishmonger in Greenford while visiting friends in London for uh, the New Year celebration. Arriving back home, she placed the fish in her freezer and thought nothing more of it until taking the carp out to prepare for supper. Cindy was then shocked to find that even after 48 hours on ice, the fish was still alive. It's not a bad thing, is it? It's not a bad fish, though. It means it's, it's fresh. I'd be freaked out. I'm not going to lie. That would freak me out. I brought home a fish that I thought was frozen. It would been on ice. I defrost it, and then it comes back to life. What have we learned here today, kids? While cool with the masturbating walrus, the the fish that is on ice but still a little bit alive, he's freaked out. Well, the walrus isn't laying on my counter doing his thing the way the fish was, and I had no interest in... They're, it's yeah, different. Try and it's get different. out of this one. No, I'm, now, now it's totally different. Now I'm ima- imagining the walrus 
at Waddle's Counter like Jim and yeah. American Pie. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. The fish. You want a fish that you thought was frozen to start flopping on your counter? Good deal. Really? It's a fish. It's a fish. That wouldn't freak you, you out ne- a little bit? You've never gone fishing and they had a live fish in your hand? Oh, yes. Not a dead fish that then became live again 48 hours later. I have not done that. I've missed, I missed that experience. It's, there's something different between catching a fish, live fish on a hook, versus unwrapping a fish, putting it that's been on ice for 48 hours, and putting it on your table and watching it flop. There's a difference. Now, I'm going to have Thor come over to your, your house. You know what would be worse is if you had a steak... And then that was still alive. Listen, the funnies just, they don't stop. It's a funny faucet. It just keeps coming out. It's on. The funny faucet is on. It just keeps pouring out. All right. Barstool Big Cat coming up. Oh, yeah. Ask him what he thinks of Thor. The walrus. And his big hammer.